You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called Essential Advanced Business Systems. Now, if you listened to the last episode of this podcast, number 105, you will have heard me talking about essential startup business systems that you will need in your first few months of operating your service-based business. Today, I want to fast track you and take you a bit further forward and to talk about some essential advanced business systems that you'll need to set up once you've been working in your business for at least six to 12 months. The systems that I describe today are going to help you to get organized and to deliver a more proficient, professional, efficient and seamless experience for your clients and to feel like you're totally in control of everything. You may be at this point in your business already, which is great, but if you're not, please listen to this anyway because there are going to be people popping up in the online world trying to sell you some things that you may not need yet. And so if you understand what they are and how they work, it's going to help you to say no and to get clear on when you might be ready to use some of these advanced systems. Before you start building more advanced business systems, it's really best if you have some experience under your belt delivering your service to your customers and to have a fairly good understanding of your niche and ideal client and a bit of experience working with them on their challenges and desired results. What I'm saying is this, it's only through experience and also some market research with your ideal client that you can get clear on how you like to do your work, what your ideal clients like or dislike, where you can connect with them and how they like to buy from you. In other words, do you like to meet people face-to-face -face and coach that way or do you prefer to do it on the phone or Zoom? How many hours do you sit at your computer each week and what do you do there? Or do you prefer to write things down? In terms of the way you like to work, knowing some of those basic things is really important for making decisions on how you'll run your business. And similarly, by working with your clients, you'll be clear on what they want and need. For example, imagine that somebody's told you that you need this complicated sales funnel on social media. And so you buy it and you do all of this training and then you find out that your ideal client doesn't like that particular social media platform and doesn't spend any time there. That would be a total waste of time and money. And I know many people who have done this before. I've actually saved a few people from spending upwards of 50 grand on systems they didn't need. To get some clarity on what your ideal customers want, just ask them. It's called market research. And it's actually marketing in itself. It's one of the best ways to start client-centered conversations with the people that you wish to serve. So when you're doing pro bono sessions with your clients or running programs with them, you can weave in a few questions here and there to learn more about what people want and need. Yes, you can have a formal market research interview but you can also just weave in a few questions to the conversation and make notes afterwards. Here are some questions that you might be asking. Do you prefer to meet me on Zoom or do you prefer coaching via the phone? Would you visit a website to download information as part of a membership or would that not really be your thing? Are you involved in any Facebook groups and how do you use Facebook generally? Do you spend any time on LinkedIn or Instagram and what do you do when you're there? Who do you follow and why do you follow them? 
do you really want to learn about something specific and to get some help with that? Or do you just really want someone to talk to and to talk things through with? What's your main focus? Do you prefer to read blogs or watch video or listen to podcasts? Do you subscribe to email newsletters? And if so, which ones and what do you subscribe to them for? What are you trying to get out of them? So those are some of the questions you might be asking and you need to keep doing this research on an ongoing basis forever and ever in your business so that you can keep your finger on the pulse in terms of what your clients want and need because people and things change. And if you do this, then everything that you'll do will be on point and will meet their needs. It'll mean that you'll give exceptional customer service in a client-centric way. Now, assuming that you're prepared to do all of those things, let's talk about three advanced systems that you might need for your business in your first six to 12 months. I'm gonna start with the most complicated one first. It's your customer relationship management system, also known as a CRM. And I'm starting that because you've probably already seen or had people trying to sell you these things. So I'm going to explain what it is and what you need to do before you buy one or get involved in one. A CRM is usually made up of one or more software programs that improve how you interact and do business with your customers. CRM systems can help you to manage and maintain relationships with your customers, to track sales leads, marketing, and to keep your pipeline full to see how many future clients you have coming up and to deliver actionable KPI data. In other words, to measure things so that you can figure out which actions to take to improve your business. When you have a system or systems that work well and are easy to manage, it can really streamline your administrative processes, especially in terms of sales, marketing and service delivery areas of your business. And that means you can spend more time engaging with prospects and working with clients than in running all of those administrative systems. I'll start by saying that the foundation of every software-based CRM is an email list. It's what you can do with that list and how you can engage with that list that makes the CRM different from just a regular email program. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. But I do want to say that you could set up a quasi-manual CRM, which could just be based around having an email list and then having a regular schedule of activities that you do to engage with people on your list. And it may involve you using other types of software to pull something together. So you don't have to buy an all-in-one CRM software, but you would need to know what you're doing if you were setting up a manual version. A CRM uh, is one of those systems that has a lot of features and you'll only really make the most of this software-based CRM if you have a good understanding of your niche and your ideal customer and are prepared to set aside some blocks of time, many hours usually, for training in how to set up and use the system. So I'm just warning you with that. It's not something you just buy and start using. You have to invest a lot of time setting things up, lists of people, maybe membership content, maybe developing landing pages. So just so you get an understanding of that, here are some examples of how you could use a CRM. Firstly, you could track how many people are responding to your emails and interacting on your website, whether they're clicking on something or not, and then following those people up with an email sequence, depending on whether or not they click. If your head's swimming already, then you're not ready for a CRM <laughs> like that. 
And it took me a long time to get my head around that, let me tell you. Number two, you could set up an online sales funnel. For example, you have a landing page or a sales page, as it's called, to advertise a specific service for a limited time. And that page has a built-in buy now button that captures payment, delivers a welcome email and a thank you email to the customer, and then signs that buyer up to a DIY program or membership that they just purchased. That's another way you can use a CRM. Similarly, if that sounds all too complicated, you're not ready for it. In, in the digital world at least. A third way you could use a CRM is to develop a membership that can be embedded in your website and give members access to surveys, quizzes, blogs, member forums and events calendars and booking links within the membership. Once again, you might be doing this manually and if you feel overwhelmed at the thought of developing a digital-based membership platform, that's okay. You're not ready for it. You can do things manually, that's totally okay. And these are three common examples of how you could use the integrated features of a CRM to do specific things in your business. There are many other combinations. Before you can do any of this, as I said, just to reiterate, you need to know who your ideal client is, what they want and whether they'll buy it from you and how they like to buy it before you'll get any value of having a system like this. A lot of software companies who sell CRMs, digital CRMs, claim to have an all-in-one system that does everything. But in reality, what I've found is that each software that I've looked at covers their own select suite of business functions. And so they're all slightly different. Some popular options that are around include, number one, ActiveCampaign. This is a good entry-level system. It's a basic email system but it has facility for you to upgrade to a CRM which tracks leads and inquiries so you can tell in a quite visual way which stage a client is at and when to follow them up. So at a basic level as a sales CRM, ActiveCampaign is pretty good and it could be available as an up upgrade. I use Kartra and this has inbuilt sales and landing pages, email automations, pre-built sales funnels, a membership platform, and a quiz and survey function are coming soon apparently and it has an events booking calendar. You can also host your own media in there. So there are lots of functions in Kartra which I like and I run my newsletter list out of there as well as all of those other things. ClickFunnels is a similar product to Kartra but it's been around longer and I believe it has a very intensive online marketing training program in it. Kartra has as well, but I haven't seen ClickFunnels training program. I believe there are more live videos. HubSpot is another big name. It's focused mainly on email communications, ad management, booking sales calls, live chat facility with customers and providing quotes. And so that's more of an online sales tool, in my opinion. That's for the free version. Some of these have free or low cost trials. And I highly recommend that if you're thinking about a CRM that you take up the free trial option before you dive in. Uh, Kartra has a link for a $1 trial, which I'll share with you. I'm an affiliate of Kartra. You may like to try their system for two weeks for a dollar. HubSpot has a free CRM with, with limited functionality. And I think ClickFunnels also has a two week trial period. Active campaign, I think you have to buy the email platform and I'm not sure that they give you a trial for their basic CRM, you'd have to check that out. So that's the first one, that's the first advanced business system. And the second one is your document management system. Anybody can set one of these up. Even if you don't have a lot of experience in business or with clients, you should and can start setting up a DMS 
once you have a feel for how you like to work with documents, hard copy, online, and how you like to organise things. A document management system is for you, especially if your office is strewn with paper and post-it notes and duplicates and different versions of things. You probably need to set this up as a priority. The document management system is simply a standardised way of receiving, tracking, managing and storing all of your business documents. It can help you store data security and store data securely, sorry, and maintain version control and make sure that all of your documents are current. If you use a digital system with reminders, or you can set those things up manually to remind you to review your policies once a year, for example, or your procedures or whatever it is. A DMS means that you can find anything quickly and easily because you have a logical filing system and process for handling all of the documents in your business. A manual version of this is having a LibreArch folder with file dividers and pieces of paper in with a segment for each area of your business and a lockable filing cabinet. It's really that simple. But in the modern time, it's handy to, to go online. It's more efficient. It saves paper. And there are software programs to help you set up digital DMS that can help you to organise and manage all of your documents. If you've completed my Passion to Profit business training, we cover all of this stuff in module six of the program, which is all about business systems. But I want to give you an example of how digital, uh, sorry, document management systems work by giving you an example from my own business. I use an online platform called Dropbox. It's a cloud-based platform to store all of my documents. That way, if my C drive crashes, I know I can still access my documents in the cloud. I organise my documents into several main folders. I've got business assets. This contains links to and a, and a summary of all of the content that I develop, my intellectual property. I've got a folder for policies. I've got a folder for procedures. I've got a folder for templates. And I've got a folder for registers, which are all of the lists that I use regularly in my business. So those folders are used for all of my admin, financial, IT, legal and marketing guidelines and documents. One of the most important registers in my business is an asset register. That contains a hyperlink to every video, blog or landing page or booking page or whatever that I've created. It's like a digital library catalogue for all of my intellectual property and it makes it so much easier to search for and to find resources that I'm giving my clients. I also have dedicated folders for marketing, advertising and training courses outside of that system. So I have maybe eight to 10 folders, but there's not a lot of stuff in them and they're all really easy to manage. All of my client folders where I store their forms and their records are on Google Drive because I find this platform easier to share with people. We can both have a document or a spreadsheet open at the same time and work on it together. So I like using Google Drive for my client work. I'm looking at changing some of my systems coming up to streamline them, but for now, that's what I'm working with. It's pretty straightforward to set up a document management system. The main thing is that you find a way of filing everything that's logical to you so that you can use it in the same way consistently. Now, let's talk about the last advanced business system that I want to cover today. It's also a really important one. It's your continuous improvement system. This is the way that you constantly evaluate and improve the efficiency, effectiveness and flexibility of your business systems and the delivery of your services. 
There are four main parts to any sort of a continuous improvement system. The first part is that you have some performance goals for your business and a way of monitoring or tracking progress and performance towards those goals. For example, you might have goals around customer satisfaction, the total number of sales per month, the total number of new inquiries that you get, those sorts of things, or the reach for your marketing campaign. The second part is that once you have those goals in place and some ways of measuring those, some numbers around those, some metrics, then you take time to review the data and evaluate how you're tracking as compared to the goals. It's no use having goals and targets without actually measuring your progress. So you need to do that at least on a quarterly basis. Some of those will be less often and some more often. The third thing is that you should be reflecting on the data and identifying areas for improvement if relevant. Now, this is something you might do less often, maybe twice a year or once a year. You need a few months worth of data to really see what the trend is. And so it's not worth identifying improvements every five minutes, it's better to wait and see what's happening and if there are any patterns before making changes just once or twice a year. And then finally, you need to schedule those improvements. This might include revamping a program you wrote and so you might need to set aside three weeks to do that. Or it could involve hiring a specialist to help with an area of business such as setting up social media marketing campaigns. Or it could include doing a training course so that you learn how to do something better or at a more advanced level, such as using Xero to manage your finances, for example, or doing an advanced training in coaching. So that's the four parts to a continuous improvement system. As you can tell, it's a lot about identifying goals, measuring them, doing a lot of planning and making improvements according to a schedule. It's something that's really simple it seems like it's not very urgent, but it's incredibly important and it's something that will run your business and help it to grow. Here's an example of what it might look like for you. Let's say that you want to deliver a pilot coaching program. It's your first program that you've developed and you'd like to test it with a group of target clients so you can work out how you can deliver the highest value experience to them and make sure it's exactly what they want and need and so you can get comfortable and familiar with your processes of delivering that service. You'd start by having some specific goals around the customer experience perhaps or the quality of the service that you deliver and you might measure that in a couple of ways. Firstly, you might ask your customers specific questions each week about their experience. And secondly, you might ask them to complete a survey for the whole program at the end. So you're getting two types of feedback, live blow-by-blow blow process feedback during a program and at the end, an experience feedback from your customer. The customer feedback that you capture could include things like how they liked the process of being signed up, what that was like for them, the onboarding part, maybe how they enjoyed communicating with you between sessions, what they liked about the coaching process or the support and resources they received and what happened afterwards when the program is finished. You might also do your own coaching log after every session to gain some insights from your point of view. And you might do your own formal post-program review at the end so you can gauge for yourself how you felt about the program and the delivery, what could be improved, and to see how your own impressions of the program compared with the participants' feedback. I would definitely be doing that if it were me. Then you would be reflecting on all of that internal external feedback at a bigger level to decide 
what you want to change to improve the efficiency, effectiveness and perceived value of the program and the customer experience. You may decide that nothing needs to change or you might decide there are several minor tweaks or you might feel like you have to go back to the drawing board. It's really going to depend on what your feedback revealed. And then you would need to schedule time to put those elements into place, those improvements. This is just one example of how continuous improvement might work in your business. And it's obviously an important one because customers are what make your business exist. But you can use this same process of setting goals with metrics, reviewing performance, reflecting on improvements that might be needed and scheduling those improvements for any other area like financial processes, marketing campaigns, sales strategies or any, anything else. So let's wrap up today's episode. When you've had a bit of experience in your business, you can create a more professional, efficient and seamless experience for your clients and for yourself. One of the triggers for investing in more advanced systems might be that you find yourself spending as much time bumbling around with admin as you do working with clients, unsure of where to spend your energy and time and lacking a sense of organisation. You want to feel focused and do more of the work that you love to do and less of the boring, clunky administrative stuff. Or maybe you simply want to do things a little easier and free up more time and you now have some income to invest in automating some of the manual things that you've been doing to date. Today I've outlined three advanced business systems that you can use in a service-based business to achieve any or all of these aims. Obviously, they're at a very big picture level. You would need to find something that works for you and your business and you would need to tailor the system to meet your needs. You can start with two of these systems right away, continuous improvement and the document management system, and I'd highly recommend that. But I'd also recommend that you get more clarity on your niche, ideal client and your own work processes before investing in any sort of CRM. If you are looking at CRMs, I recommend using their free or low cost trials and allowing several hours of training over two weeks to properly assess if something's right for you before you buy it. If you need help with business systems and are ready to create your own rinse and repeat way of doing business, then hit me up on the contact page of my website, melaniejwhite.com forward slash contact, and we can talk about how I might be able to help you get this up and running quickly and easily. Now that's it from me, a heavy systems focused episode, and some of you might be cringing by now, but if that's you, it's probably a sign that this is an area you need to look at in your business. And you might like to go back to episode 105 and brush up on some of the basic systems I mentioned there. Thanks for listening as always. I hope you have a fantastic week and I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.